0: You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This week on your favorite righteous podcast, Guns in a National Park. We got a new iPhone app for the Urban Shooter family. Interview with Ben Cannon of GunPal.com. And Zombie Strike,
1: Episode 21. I feel a Welcome to the Urban Shooter podcast. It's the pro gun variety show created by Ken Blanchard, also known as the black man with a gun. He's the caramel colored defender of truth, justice and the American way. He's 98% pure something, 2% bad boy, sweet like mocha and buttery smooth. This is where you can hear pro gun news, views, and how tos with a heap and helping of life lessons, laughter, and love. UrbanShooterPodcast.com
2: Wake up mama, turn your lamp down low Wake up mama, turn your lamp down low You've got some nerve baby, turn big kin from your door woke up this morning, had them gun control blues Woke up this morning, had them gun control blues. Well, I looked over in the corner, baby. Grandpa seemed to have them too. Oh, yeah. Well, my mama died and left me My papa died and left me I ain't good looking, baby But I'm somewhat sweet and kind I'm going to D.C. April 19th Baby, do you want to go? If you can't make it, baby I know Layla said she want to go And I'll show, I'll take her My country, better than any country I've ever been. Yes, I love my country, better than any country I've ever seen. Well, they don't treat me like a king, yeah, 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 but you know what I mean. Wake up, mama, turn your lamp down low. Wake up mom, turn your lamp down low. You got some nerve, baby to turn Big Kin from your door.
1: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America to the republic for which it
3: stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: All right, this has been a phenomenal month for me. I'm getting maybe four or five emails an hour, and uh, it's been nice to go out and take a little break and respond back on my emails. It's been just great. Thank you for all my new listeners, my new friends in Arizona. Hey, man, New Mexico, Philippines, Anung Pababago. My friends in California, which we got one coming up in a little bit. My friends in Australia and New Zealand, Papua New Guinea is rocking. Thank you to all my new listeners in China. Shishini. Really appreciate that. I see you over there. Gracias. Merci beaucoup. Shukran. And thank you. You know, my, you're my favorite. I got some cool emails. I got one that says I'm going to be rich. I got an uncle named... Um, But they don't know yet. Some barrister guy from Nigeria sent me an email, says that my next to kin is gonna deposit $6.5 million and it can be released to me. All I gotta do is just give up a whole bunch of my personal information and they'll contact me. How great is that? And then I was kind of skeptical because I heard there's a lot of scams on the internet, right? But I got another email. Right after that, said, good day, I am Dr. Wahid Oman, and I want to inquire from you if you can handle a transaction of $18.5 million belonging to our bank, deceased customer who died along with his family during their vacation. He'll give me more details of what will be my percentage um, for his assistance and all that stuff if I'm interested. Is that cool or what? I'm about to be rich. What? Don't believe it? But I read it on the paper. I mean, I printed this thing up. It's straight from the internet. It was sent right to me. Or, well, my name was kind of off on the thing. But it's got to be true, right? No? Oh. Okay, if you say so. But man, for a minute, I thought I was going to be rolling in the dough. That's okay. I'm rich with personality because I got you. Thank you again for listening to the Urban Shooter podcast. You know, I got a new app for the iPhone and iTouch. It's called the Urban Shooter if you look for it. And uh, I got it in partnership with uh, Wizard Media. And I am so psyched about it. And I'm going to try to add something to it every week so that Anybody who gets it gets like extra stuff. I've got got my my artistimo guy, Joshua Hugo from freemodemedia.com working on pictures and stuff. And I think I'm going to give you a free version of zombie strike. The whole audio series only available if you have um, this app that can be an extra. If it fits, I'll put it on there. How about that? Make a deal with you. If not, I'll find something else. But we're gonna just going to keep on every week or so. I'm trying to add some new application, some PDF file, something that you can download to your iPhone um, if you have it and if you buy it. Just, uh, just happy, man. Just happy to have an app. So check that out when you get a chance. It's in iTunes. It's called Urban Shooter. And there'll be a link to it um, on my emails and stuff for the next couple of days. You know, I was doing... Uh, my American history series and got some positive comments and feedback from that. And that's cool, but it wore my butt out all that researching and trying to edit it and do it. And so I gave myself a break and this is going to be a little shorter. Maybe you can catch up on some episodes and I'll get back to it um, next week. Talk to the uh, gun rabbi. He's doing good. So maybe I'll, I'll catch up with him also in the next week. Been busy. Um, talking to a lot of people. I got a chance to meet uh, Roland Martin today, actually. That was kind of neat. That's the uh, brother from CNN. Maybe I'll even get him on here one time. You never know. If you got a comment or a question, you can always reach me at Ken at Urbanshooterpodcast.com or blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. And as you find out real quick, I'll answer you as soon as I can. I got like five jobs, but this is my favorite by far. I get a, a chance to talk to you, make you laugh, make you smile, and give you something to think about. I got some good responses on your personal guns, and that's going to be a good thing once I get rolling with that. A lot of Tauruses, a lot of Smith & Wessons, a lot of Remington shotguns, a lot of twenty-twos, which is a good thing. You know, with this recession, with such a regression, whatever you got going on here, it ain't a depression. You might just want to take care of what you have and not go out and buy the shiny new object. Just uh, be happy and be really proficient with the firearm that you have. I even got a couple of really good um, suggestions for schools. Appleseed was one. Um, front Sight was another. Gun Sight. And there's a range here. The Eagle, Silver Eagle Group range I checked out a couple of months ago. Go back there when I can get a chance to take a class save my pennies and find out the right day. Because what I want to do is get back in the swing and throw some rounds downrange and get a little bit more proficient so I can talk about the experience and meet new people and share what I learned. Because, you know, firearms and shooting is a waning skill if you don't practice a lot, if you don't do the do. Your stuff goes away. If you don't use it, you definitely lose it. Speaking of losing it, on Valentine's Day, um, and all that preparation I was telling you about, about being mushy with your missus and getting into the silks, that stuff's working, man, I'm telling you. I've been having a good month here. I'm happy. Papa is happy. I'm about to get a new name. I heard um, Notorious B.I.G. calls himself Big Papa, I think I'm going to be cool, Papa, because Papa's real happy. Hopefully you've done your homework, bought a few flowers, been real nice, helped your communication skills, got into the silkies. It's um important. And if you don't have anybody special, there's still time. Every day you get up, you got a chance to get things better. So don't fret now. Don't go crazy on me. Folks are diving into whale tanks and... Trains are wrecking, planes are crashing in the buildings. A lot of hopelessness going on out here. Did you know in October 1993 in Iran, where a celebratory gunfire is traditional at weddings, a guest named Razul lost control of his automatic weapon at a wedding in the Lower Stand province and accidentally killed six people and wounded 14. And that's a mess, ain't it? Just some little known gun trivia for you. Wouldn't just throwing rice be a little cheaper? What a waste of good ammo.
1: The Minister of Defense, the pastor of paladins, patriots, and pistoleros will be right back after these commercials.
0: Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the SuperTuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked pinched and gouged while carrying concealed. The super tuck deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us
3: at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget Crossbreedholsters.com. Our founding fathers came to America seeking freedom from tyranny. They purchased our freedom with their own blood. They established the greatest
0: constitution the world has ever known. But now it's under attack like never before. Join
1: the Second Amendment March to help us defend our right to keep and bear arms. Go to www.secondamendmentmarch.com and volunteer your help. Please donate if you can. Think about it. If America falls, where will your children live in freedom? Do you like Urban Shooter? Then send Ken an email at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Do you want to support the show and start something new? You can become a member of the new Urban Shooter Association for $4 a month and keep the mission going strong. Look for the USA link on the website.
0: This is Zombie Strike. Mexican Anthropological Museum, Mexico City, 1812 hours local, 2 December 2009, Countdown, 2 years, 29 days. Bravo team was in trouble. Quentin McClintock could see that as Mateo and he stormed into the exhibit. Jim, the cowboy, was already on the ground. Blood seeped out onto the tile floor from a pair of nasty gashes on his arm and leg. The two golems, armed with crude axes with heads of shiny black stones, were trying to close in on their prey. But Colin and Sport drove them back with gunfire. Jim wasn't moving. He wasn't dead, according to Quentin's PDA, but he wouldn't last long. Jesse was holding off the horde the team had been fighting before the golems attacked. Mateo paused to survey the scene. Quentin, deal with the golems, Mateo said in a calm and controlled voice. Quentin didn't protest this impossible order. He had heard that voice before. Matteo used it when he was trying to keep his rage under control. Quentin briefly considered getting in close with the golems, but one look at Jim's bleeding form nixed that idea. Quentin brought up his carbine and joined the battle. Sport grabbed Jim and pulled him back, Mateo ordered as he charged into Bravo Team's position. Colin, cover him. Jesse, I'm coming to back you up. Quentin lost track of Mateo as the team leader attacked the horde. Quentin fired two quick bursts at the golems, more to grab their attention than anything else. The golems spun to face Quentin. They were nothing if not predictable. Quentin concentrated on the golem nearest to him. He aimed at the creature's dancing medallion and fired a long burst. The bullets lanced through the creature harmlessly, none hitting the critical medallion. The bullets may not have done damage to the golem, but they threw it back and to the ground. The physics of that much kinetic energy transferring into so little mass were pretty absolute. The other golem leaped at Quentin, bringing its axe down in a speedy attack. Quentin reacted and blocked its strike with his carbine. He felt the axe hammer on the carbine's receiver. Quentin pivoted guiding the golem away from his body and into a wall. The golem slammed headfirst into a masonry. Quentin dropped the carbine and charged as he drew his warhammer. The weapon felt so right in his hands. The golem jumped to its feet and straight into Quentin's crashing blow. The golem hit the tile floor with enough force to actually bounce. This might have struck Quentin as funny, but he was too busy bringing the hammer down for another blow. The medallion shattered like glass as the hammer impacted it. The golem screamed with what could be described as horror. It tried desperately to scramble away. It was no use. Quentin knew far too well not to give a golem any chance to move. The hammer landed in the small of the back. The golem's leg stopped instantly, like Quentin had hit a switch. The final blow landed on the creature's skull. There was a sickening crack of a fragile egg, and the golem stopped moving. Before Quentin's eyes, the golem withered to a skeleton. His combat mind refused the scientist in him a chance to ponder the wonder of it all. There was still another golem left to deal with. The second golem was attacking Sport as the Brit tried to pull, him, pull Jim back behind the hasty fortifications of broken exhibits. Colin was keeping him busy with constant bursts of fire, but the golem was fixated on finishing off the injured cowboy. There was something wrong with this fight. Colin easily was one of the best shots on the team. There was no reason he shouldn't have destroyed the medallion in the time that it took for Quentin to deal with the other Gollum. Quentin studied the Gollum as he changed magazines in his carbine. He grimaced as he saw the problem. Either by luck or cunning, the Gollum's medallion was hanging down the creature's back. Colin was good, but not good enough to hit something the width of a shoelace on an irrationally moving target. Quentin, do you mind giving a mate a hand? Sport said, struggling with Jim while providing sporadic fire with his sidearm. Quentin moved between the golem and his two teammates. Get him back, Quentin shouted over his shoulder. Sport holstered his pistol and managed to get Jim into a sitting position. Using the drag handle on the back of the armor, Sport started making progress getting Jim back to the team. The golem tried to take advantage of Quentin's momentary distraction. Colin stopped its attack with a long burst of gunfire. With Jim more or less out of danger, Quentin fell into his fighting stance and braced for the golem's attack. Colin, hold your fire, Quentin said. The golem snarled as it bounded at Quentin with his axe waving above its head. Quentin gripped his warhammer and waited for the strike. The golem snapped the axe down. Quentin caught the axe with the haft of his hammer. Quentin swung out wide, yanking the axe out of the golem's hand. The golem didn't care. It was unarmed. It reached out to claw at Quentin. Quentin grabbed the golem by its throat. The creature thrashed violently, kicking and flailing as hard as it could. Quentin ignored the flashes of pain. He grabbed the stone medallion. The first yank snapped the golem's head to the side, but the leather strap held. Suddenly, Colum materialized next to Quentin with knife in hand. Hold it straight, mate. Colum said as he bobbed around the golem's writhing arms. Quentin gripped a cord that held it taut. Colum's knife flashed, and Quentin felt the medallion come free in his hand. Without pausing, Quentin threw the medallion back to Bravo Team's position. The golem unleashed an inhuman howl as it felt its mystical invulnerability evaporate. It tried desperately to free itself from Quentin's grasp. It needed the medallion, not as a swordsman needed his shield— but like as an addict needed his drug. Quentin didn't care. This golem was a monster, a construct of destruction, animated by the power of an evil god. In one fluid motion, Quentin slammed the golem to the floor, pinned it with his leg, and then brought his hammer down on his head. Movement ceased immediately. The Gollum's body withered away to an aged skeleton in seconds. Quentin and Colin hustled back to help Mateo and Jess combat the zombie horde, That's when Quentin noticed the gunfire had stopped. Panic flashed through him. Then he saw Mateo. The team leader was leaning against a marble column. His carbine was hanging on a sling at his chest. Mateo had his helmet off and was puffing away on a cigar. Quentin stopped just to take in this scene. And then just burst out laughing. All of Quentin's frustration with himself, all of his fear of letting down his friends, all of his insecurity were cleansed as he laughed. He knew that the others were staring at him, and he just didn't care. Finally, Matteo strode over to Quentin. "'What are you laughing at?' Matteo asked, with a hint of concern at his friend's sudden laughter. "'Sorry, Matt,' Quentin said. "'Oh, I wish I had a picture of it.' Quentin took a few long breaths to help control his explosions of laughter. "'A picture of what?' Matteo asked, confused by Quentin. "'There you are, in battered armor.' sweaty and dirty from fighting, smoking a cigar against this pristine white marble, and above you is a no-smoking sign. Mateo just looked at Quentin with an arched eyebrow, which elicited another round of uncontrollable laughter from the big man. When you manage to get yourself under control, would you go see if you can figure out what Giant and his minions were stealing? Mateo asked. Quentin could only nod. Sport, coordinate with a Steve about medevac gym, Mateo ordered. Jess, I want you to continue to clear the museum. Any group bigger than four, you are to call in and wait for backup. To Quentin's surprise, the girl simply nodded and slipped out of the room. Colin, you and I are going to have to have a talk with Giant, Mateo said. Colin paled a bit, but nodded stoically. As the two men left to interrogate the person responsible for all of this death and destruction, Quentin began sifting through the wreckage. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Mateo Radio. Giant has vanished. This concludes another installment of the narrated story, Zombie Strike, by Derek Ward. Join us next time for another exciting edition of the Ongoing Saga. This product is protected by copyright owned by Blanchard Studios Kenneth Blanchard, and other individuals or entities. Any production, retransmission, republication, or any other use of part or audio file on this site is expressly prohibited unless prior written permission has been granted by Kenneth Blanchard or the appropriate copyright owner. All other rights reserved.
1: And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. Thank
0: you, DJ. And now, an interview with Ben Cannon. Of GunPow. Ben Cannon, welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast.
3: Thank you, Ken. Glad to be here.
0: Man, tell me about what about GunPow. What's happening with GunPow?
3: Uh well, GunPow is just a little bit over 90 working days old. I have been working on the project and website for the last four years, but we just launched to the public. Okay. And Less than 90 working days in, we've crossed 10,000 users. Excellent. Yeah, it's truly fantastic. We're setting records every day now with new user signups and transaction volume. Um, It's really becoming just the de facto payment standard for the RKBA and pro firearms industry, period. We needed it. Yeah, we needed it. Our slogan is, it's about time. Yeah, I'm I with that. I can't tell you how many comments I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we needed
0: exactly. it for all for all the business we do online, and to have a gun unfriendly people is just wrong.
3: Totally, totally. I figure, you know, why should why should my payments company dictate the morality of my purchases? My nah, Visa nah. doesn't discriminate against me. I can swipe it anywhere. Why should uh, my electronic company be any different? Absolutely. And so, you know, we set about doing that uh, years and years ago, and we've seen it come to fruition, and it's, it's really fantastic.
0: So, you've done your homework. Four years is a, lo- a little bit of time there.
3: Well, you know, we had to do this right from the get go. I mean, this isn't just your website where you log on, like your Facebook, and you might lose your profile information. This is your financial banking information, this is very sensitive stuff. We are actually a financial institution. We're not a bank, but we are a financial institution. We are federally regulated. Our deposits are FDIC insured through actual banks. And we took four years to bring this to you precisely because we had to do it right from the ground up. We wrote every single line of code in house. Security is about 80% of our code base, only 20% does what you see in front of you the rest is security anti-fraud and anti-phishing and anti-attack so it's really you know something that just had to be done properly from the ground up and i wasn't going to put my name on it until it's right
0: wow what's your background how did you get into this industry oh
3: boy um well (laughs) i started my first company this is going to sound Pretty impressive and I guess it is a little bit but it's not as impressive as it sounds. I started my first company when I was 14. I started an internet access and web hosting company that went through several iterations and I actually still have that company, I still own it. It's now called Giovario LLC. But I started that when I was 14 in the, my parents' spare bedroom in our house. <laughs>
0: Oh, you're one of those kids we talk about all the time that uh, you can get them to do your website for you or something. Those genius
2: kids.
3: I never thought I was strange, but yeah, I was one of those kids who was selling internet access to his high school buddies at the time. Nice. <laughs> you bet. You bet. So you know, we did that. I'm. Uh, I was an infrastructure and engineering consultant and contractor for a number of years. I also worked as a federal contractor at my own contracting firm called Canon aerospace and uh, we actually helped build the cameras on the nose of the predator u a v for the army oh right yeah so i've you know i've been in tech i've been in contracting construction i've been in finance i've I've been in quite a few different ventures and you know i've learned uh I've learned very well how to run a business and how to, more importantly, how to run a financial business. Nice, it's two different things.
0: Yeah, and you're part of the guns people too, right?
3: Oh yes, um, definitely. I help with uh, the Calguns.net website. Yeah, and I'm on the board of directors, and I'm actually the treasurer of the Calguns Foundation which is a nonprofit that's doing a lot of – we're suing the state of California right now for equal rights to CCW. We are involved in the McDonald case, which, of course, is the big case right now headed to the Supreme Court to determine that the Second Amendment applies to and enjoins the state governments. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're really kicking butt and taking names here.
2: Yes. It's one thing when you're
0: not in the industry but you're representing it, but if you've been in it from the beginning, then that's all right. Nobody can say a thing.
3: Yeah, you know, we've really seen it. We've seen it grow. We've seen it uh, blossom. And you know, I do. I do this uh, firearm stuff and Second Amendment advocacy as a hobby. I like taking on the Attorney General's office. I like when I can get to someone in the government who tells me no, and I can make them say yes.
0: All right. All right. Got a fighter in the crowd. (laughs)
2: i like that a little
3: bit a little bit you know there's there's nothing more dangerous to a tyrannical government than someone with a little bit of money a whole lot of time and that can't be fired from their job if they try to get me in trouble
0: and that knows their rights
3: yes precisely precisely that's really the first step is get out there educate your what your rights are learn what they are and don't compromise them don't ever compromise your rights
0: yeah. Spoken like a true advocate.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Treasurer of Cal Guns, now founder of Gunpow. When will we
2: see Gunpow used more places?
3: Uh, well, we're actually working on that right now. I obviously can't discuss uh, negotiations that are still in progress. Sure. But we are in negotiations right now with uh, major Firearms and outdoor-related retailers Good. were in negotiations. I can't say with whom, but I bet you can guess mm-hmm. with major firearm auction sites. Good deal. Uh, right now, we are with an agreement. Uh, we, I'm sorry, we have signed an agreement with and offer <laughs> as our preferred auction affiliate uh, the fine gentleman at AuctionArms.com. Good. So we're pre- their preferred payment vendor of choice. We have an integration with them. You can click to buy it now with gunpow you can pay with gunpow it's all integrated into their website it's the classic model it's the ebay paypal model it's the synergy there you know they forged this trail and we're watching you know what they do we've seen their success and we want to bring that same functionality to the underserved firearms market
0: amen amen good deal man good deal so how does one find your site and get started on gunpow
3: just go to gunpow.com and sign up. It takes about one minute, and you, you're ready to go. Throw your credit card on there and start buying stuff today. You don't need to wait.
0: Cool. There's going to be a link on this next episode, so everybody make sure that you go ahead and check it out and be a part of Gunpow. It's, it's going to be the thing because you've you got to leave the other stuff behind when somebody's supporting you. I mean, it's just not. It's a no-brainer.
3: Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because I've designed uh, GunPow be a payment service usable for any lawful purpose and you can buy really
2: anything
3: as long as it's legal with gunpow i use it on ebay all the time i buy computer stuff with it yeah yeah all you got to do is uh, talk to the seller once you've closed an auction out and say hey i want to pay you with gunpow instead of paypal and if they agree to it and sign up then you're good to go uh, eBay obviously doesn't like us a whole lot So they're not going to do a nice integration With their website But uh, <laughs> it's it's still good to go If you uh, talk the seller into it And I do it all the time
0: It's called a color of green
3: yep. You can pay anyone with Gunpal You can pay them if they have an email address They don't have to have a Gunpal account yet I got my dad signed up the other day Oh see that's cool Sent him some money
0: See there we go and you heard it yeah. first on the Urban Shooter podcast. Got to put that plug in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
3: That's right, man.
0: 90 Check days out. out. Check that's, out that's,
3: that's... Com. Check out the Urban Shooter podcast. It's good stuff, man. This is the way of the future.
0: Man, thank you, Ben. Man, I appreciate this. Heads up. You bet. You bet. Thank you, Ken. Anything good for the order before we let you loose?
3: Um, no, just check out. Uh, I got to plug my nonprofit here, the Calguns Foundation. Check Absolutely. out calgunsfoundation.org. Uh, some of the, a lot of the people behind Gunpal are also involved in Calguns Foundation. We're doing incredible things for the RKBA. Check it out. Donate some money, and we'll file some lawsuits. We're going to get your rights back.
0: Talking about the West Coast now.
3: West Coast, uh, you know, our, our charter is West Coast, but uh, really our function is nationwide. Yeah. And we're, we're, you know, litigating and uh, participating in the litigation for the McDonald case, which is, of course, going to have national consequences for everyone. And uh, we're involved in the D.C. politics scene. We're involved in the Chicago politics. We're involved in the New York politics. We're going to take this thing down. We're going to make it happen for gun owners nationwide.
2: Oh, so if you're not, even
0: if you're not in California, you can be a part of this foundation. You can absolutely. contribute to it. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. Yes, right. there is a nationwide, and uh, we're California-centric, so make no mistake about that. But uh, we are our charter is nationwide, and we're not going to stop until we have your rights back. You know, we work closely with the existing gun rights owner organizations out there, and we're kind of what they call the crazy California millionaires. We can do some things they can't.
2: That's cool. Because, see, some people, when they get to the West Coast, they just give up. They think there's nobody going to help
0: them. And folks are even talking about moving out of California because they're so hopeless.
3: I challenge you, don't move out of California. Move in. Fight with us on the front lines. This is where it will be won and lost. This is the beachhead. As California goes, so goes the rest of the nation. Yes. You know, uh, you you hear a lot of despair and death in California, um, but what you don't hear is that California is one of, if not the single biggest firearms market. Mm. There are more guns bought and sold in California than anywhere else. There is more money spent on guns in California than anywhere else. Um, I was involved. I, I basically spearheaded the campaign to bring off-list AR-15 and AK-type rifles into California. Mm. I actually imported the first one myself. I cleared the legal precedent. And uh, that, along with a number of other firsts uh, by various founders, led to the formation of Cowguns Foundation. But doing that brought in over a quarter billion dollars worth of commerce into California. You know, we went and bought all of the AR 15s because we were starved for them for the last five years. Wow. The appetite for firearms and the passion about gun rights in California is tremendous. California is the only state in which the NRA has a full-time lobbyist. NRA spends more money in California than in any other state. It is truly the front line. It is truly where the legal precedent will be created and then applied to the rest of the states. The rest of the states look at California law as examples. Every time some some other state tries to implement an assault weapons ban, they look at California's and just literally copy and paste it. So that's why we need to destroy the California assault weapons ban, and that's what we're doing.
0: I like that kind of talk. (laughs) (laughs)
3: i'm gonna make you a believer ken absolutely
0: man that's the same reason why i don't leave maryland for the same reason gotta gotta get those small places like new jersey and and yes and dc and maryland fixed because people can just hide out there and and law never changes
3: that's right that's right well you know we're gonna we're gonna force that to happen in the federal court system mcdonald is gonna blow that wide open uh and then of course you know, once those assault weapons laws fall in California, we're going to turn our attention to the other states and say, "You want a peace? Yeah, that's
0: going to be all right.
3: Exactly, and they're going to fold.
2: Oh, that's too cool.
3: Well, you know, that's uh, that's what we're in the business of making happen. And you know, if we can uh, we can go ahead and raise some money here with Gunpal and get to the various organizations, then we can really make this happen. The uh, economics of firearms and of firearm owners more specific huge. We're talking mumble that the three people in the United States either sure. owns or is in a family that owns firearms. So people believe in this. This is something that people have made part of their lives and part of what they identify themselves with and part of what they you know hold dear and treasure their freedom, their rights. And you know we're going to go ahead and put some financial clout behind that, and we're going to go ahead and sue the governments that try to get in the way of that.
0: And money talks.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, one more thing about gunpal I should mention: mm-hmm. uh, with every transaction, we actually donate a small portion of the proceeds of it to the nonprofit entity. You get to pick which cause you benefit, and this is done at no additional cost.
0: Shoot, say that one more time. Let me make sure I got this on the recorder.
3: We take a portion of our own profits, and we donate that to the nonprofit entity of your choice. You get to pick which cause that you benefit every time you pay someone with Gunpow. And this is all done at no additional cost to the end user. Nobody pays any more fees. We take it out of our profits because we think it's important to do the right thing for the right reasons.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
3: Socially, responsibility. Well, you know, someone's got to step it up.
0: Yeah. And then once you do that, then somebody will follow and we'll kind of get back on track.
3: That's what we're hoping. That's what we're hoping.
0: That's cool, Ben. Thank you, man.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it very much.
0: So gunpow.com. And this has been its founder, Ben Cannon, on the Urban Shooter Podcast. You know, they have a new law that allows loaded guns in national parks. I'm going to tell you why I think Carrying a firearm in a national park is a good idea. For one, have you been to a national park lately? See, there's a lot of people who haven't been to one, and they're still up in arms about us normal folks being able to be armed while tracking around in the backcountry of this great land. I think that carrying a firearm in a national park is a really good idea. When I was in the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center down in Georgia, One of our training courses was on gangs and officer survival. Now, our national parks are known as hangouts for outlaws, bad guys, drug farmers, dealers, sociopaths, and other less desirables with otherwise good outdoor skills. Now, if the truth be told, everybody with a tent out there isn't on vacation. (laughs) ¶¶ If you stray off the beaten path or share a public area with one of these guys at the wrong time, you could be in the presence of a serial killer we just haven't caught yet. One of them jokers from America Most Wanted, a producer of a secret marijuana crop, or even a meth lab that's on the property hidden in plain sight. These guys don't go easy. And they're not very nice. Now, according to an NRA article, the National Park Service said there are 3,760 reported major crimes, including five homicides and 37 rapes, in 2008. And that was the most recent year for which the data was available. But the agency does not note which crimes involves firearms. I can tell you from experience that people do not report crime accurately or in every case that it occurs. They also don't share information in places where they fear a loss of revenue would result So, in some places, people or politicians just won't tell you how dangerous a place is if it will hurt their pockets or their image. Sorry, but that's the truth. The truth is, you are responsible for your own safety. It has always been this way, and it is foolish to think that one or two people wearing a smoky brown hat, working on thousands of acres, um, Police and traffic, access and egress, and providing directions can be where you are in the park 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And you know how you are and how you like to walk off the beaten path to get away from it all. What if you found out after a 5-mile hike, you were not alone?
1: Come on, squeal! Squeal!
0: Carrying a gun is a good idea. Shoot or don't shoot. You decide. All right, with all the snow everywhere you are, let's go to the beach. Take a long drive out to the beach. Maybe you had to fly. but you finally get there and you park and it's hot and you can't wait. You can smell the sea. You can hear the, fl- the the roar of the waves and smell the smoke of somebody with a barbecue pit. Yeah. You just need to get away for a few moments and get your mind together. Take off your shoes and roll up your socks and you pull them off and you throw them back in your car and you... Taking a nice walk on the hot sand. You're just gonna sit on a dune somewhere and just drift. Yeah, it feels so good to be out here in the fresh air. To your left, you see a guy walking on the beach towards you. He's just kind of looking around and walking before you know it, he's close to you. It's just you and him on the beach. And then he asks you, do you have change for a dollar? He wants to go and use the Coke machine over there next to the restrooms and get a soda. Kinda of kills your joy because you're thinking all that time without seeing anybody and you had to pop up here and bother me. So you stand up and the sand falls off your knees and your legs and you reach into your wallet. And when you pull your dollar out and you look at the guy, he has a Glock 17 pointed at your stomach. What would you do? Have you prepared for this? Did you forget to carry today? Do you have a backup plan? Shoot or don't shoot. You decide. All right, your boy is off like a prom dress. That's it for this week's show, and I want to thank you for joining me. Don't forget we got a new Urban Shooter podcast application on iTunes. There is a new audiobook on the way. There is Zombie Strike will be available and is available right now for ebook and for your Kindle on amazon.com and on a link on the urbanshooterpodcast.com. Special thanks to everybody who serves in the military in law enforcement or security. Thank you for what you do for us heard a rumor that the NRA is actually giving free one-year memberships to anybody actively serving. You might want to check that out and see if it's the real deal. Go to the NRA site and get the details. And let me know if it's the deal. Shout out to all my brothers in Canada and for those who call me this week or email me and ask for prayer. I'm, I was on it. So let me know and give me your praise report. I know you were blessed. That's how our God works. Thanks for saving me. From the Nigerian scam, uh, I wouldn't have made it without you. Big shout out to CrossbreedHolsters.com, our major sponsor, and my friend Mark. You'll find me on AmmoLand.com, on Downrange.tv, and BlackMenInAmerica.com. Your friend and brother from a different mother is getting around, and that's a good thing. It wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. Catch me on Facebook, on Twitter. And uh, my email, blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. If you want to call me on Skype, um, you can. Or leave me a toll-free message at 888-772-6262. There is almost no way you cannot get to me. Remember, if you don't harm yourself, you harm yourself. Until next week, we'll come back with a whole bunch more stuff. I love you. There's not a darn thing you can do about it. Shalom, baby.
1: Is it uh, true what they say about the way you people
2: are gifted? Oh, it's true.